Fantasy Island. Won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to the Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today is another For, for the, the Stepdads. Oh, you lovey dovey stepdads are here to talk about their <laughs> first loves. Yeah, it's been a great month. Uh, I so much more enjoyed the Six Million Dollar Man than I thought I would. And me with Quantum Leap. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I've, even though this is the shortest month of the year, yeah. even though we get an extra day because it's a leap it year. It is. Happy birthday to all you leap babies. Yeah. Uh, because I started watching the Six Million Dollar Man a while, I feel like this month has been like I know, six months. I know. <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, when we do a TV show or something, usually we'll watch a few episodes and we know yeah, yeah, of it the, or whatever. Yeah. But this is the first time that we've ha- handled two shows in the same month where I just got sucked in. Yeah, same, same. I mean, there's still a lot of $6 million man I need to watch. Uh, yeah. Well, and, I'm on the last season. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. good. And I, there's definitely Quantum Leap I need to rewatch. Yeah. Uh, although I ended up watching most of the fifth season yeah. for some reason. Yes. And uh, a lot, because I wasn't a big, uh, just like you weren't a big Bionic Man man yeah. as a boy. Well, it was a little before my time. I wasn't a leaper. Yeah. Um, it was a little after your time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was like, that was in, in the time in my, you know, early 20s. And when I, you have to hate everything. Yeah. At yeah. that age because you haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. So you think everything's easy and you're like, oh, everything's stupid because it's so easy and dumb. But then when you start doing things, you realize how absolutely difficult it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You find a new find a newfound respect. For, yeah, uh, the process and for for things. I had a, I had a tendency in college. There's a time period between like '96 and 2000 when I was in college that I almost watched no TV at all. Oh, wow. Like I was doing other things. Like I had other stuff going on. I would still watch The Simpsons. Yeah, uh, but like new shows and stuff. I was like, eh, I got more important things to do. Yeah, and, that's college. You know, yeah. I mean, we we watched. You know, we we had a. I ended up bringing a TV, I think the second semester or something. But the first semester, yeah. we, had the, we had the guys at the end of the hall that had the TV. And so we would always go there to watch Magnum. Nice. But uh, they had the awesome combination of the stinkiest feet. <laughs> and they were also dippers. Oh, God. So they were always like half full, uh, half full solo cups Ugh. filled with chewing tobacco you, spit. You, you accidentally drank some, didn't you? Did I? I might have. I don't know. But you definitely saw somebody excellent. Oh, drink yeah, some. 100%. Yeah, I saw yeah. my roommate drink my pee. Oh. Anywho's. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of TV, I guess is so what I was saying. Jim's first love was peeing in cups and then having his two roommate drink them. I did not enjoy that. And oh, I felt two horrible. liter bottle? Okay. All right. Well, you didn't anyway. fill it. I don't. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's start that anyway, tradition here. Anyway, now. yeah, you know, and Stephen King too. I yeah. I pulled out the old Bachman books from the library, nice. our library, yeah. and yeah. and uh, I'm going to do a reread on those. I think they're so good. They're so good. I read them now. I'm probably reading them about every two years, but like I I used to do it where I'd read every every year, at least a year every year. Yeah, I haven't they're read so them good, man. In decades, I'm really excited. Yeah, I I, I need to. I'm actually jumping back into. Uh, I think it's Full Dark No Stars. Mm. Um, I think the one with the cat on the front. Yeah, yeah. The it's like let it, it bleed. If it oh no, bleeds. let it bleed. If it bleeds, that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry, if it bleeds. Although I don't think I read Full Dark No Stars either. It's good. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get back into reading Stephen King again. I need to catch up. I'm about five books behind. And there's some good ones too, man. They're I know. Really good. I know. Uh, well, I'm really excited about uh, the Billy Miller or Billy Wilder or whatever. The one about the... Billy Summers? Billy Summers. The one about the hitman or whatever. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's an interesting, like it's something I would, wasn't expecting him to do. The last few books have been very different. With Billy Summers, is yeah. you know, a, a, there's I don't think there's any real mysticism in it or no, horror. no real yeah. There's there's like oh hey there's the Shining Hotel oh yeah That's yeah in it. yeah but it just kind of ancillary but uh, uh just is like hey. but but no, nothing like supernatural happens no 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 it. I don't yeah. think so I don't yeah. remember which is interesting I I'm, I'm I I like. I like Stephen King when he does that stuff because it's it really shows how good of a writer yeah, he is. Yeah, and then the yeah. Institute, which was really interesting. I, I really like the Institute. I thought um, that was done really well. In a different kind of book, you know, kind of going back to the Firestarter. Yeah, yeah. Type the of weird deal, you know, of like kids being government kidnapping children. Yeah, um, you know, like they do. And uh, <laughs> it was Although, really good. I, I liked it. I I thought it was weird that they introduced uh, the the older adult main character. And then they didn't. He didn't talk about him for like four hundred pages. Right. <laughs> it was just like it was like no. And then it's all kids all the time. Yeah, and then, yeah. Which is fine, but it was just funny because it was like they dedicated so much. Or actually, they Stephen King dedicated so much time to that character yeah. at the beginning, and then and then it was just nothing for a long time. Well, there was a lot to go through with yeah. the kids. And, uh, and no, then no, totally. Sleeping Beauties. What he did with his son, which was really interesting. With I know that you yeah. couldn't get through. I, I, I'm going to try it again. I need to. I think you know it's one of those that you kind of get to get through. The first 30, 40 pages. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow See, burn. Yeah, get, got to get into the concept, and then and then I think I'll be fine. And then uh, Fairy Tale uh, from, from the year before last, which, again, was a completely different mm-hmm. take. It's basically a guy trying to save a dog. Nice. You know, but it turns into this amazing, uh, you know, fairy tale-based right. uh, adventure. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, the talisman. Or, oh, nice, you nice. You know, the more kind of, like, myst- not mystical, but the more, like, yeah, fantastical. The, like the yeah, fairy fanta- tale yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then Holly, which I thoroughly enjoyed. It was, yeah. you know, it's a kind of a serial killer book. With his favorite new character, Holly Gibney. Yeah, and those are, those are really good. I really liked the uh, Mr. Mercedes like series with Finders Keepers, and then uh, the second one that I don't remember. Losers Weepers. Uh, oh no, Finders Keepers was the second one. I don't remember the third title. Uh, There's uh, Mr. Mercedes, Finders Keepers, and uh, End of Watch. End of Watch. Aha! I did remember. You did. Uh, which also had kind of – it was funny because the first two books are, are very much not any kind of supernatural based. And then the third one kind of goes down a weird rabbit hole. There's a little bit in the first one. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, not, there's some stuff that's hinted at. Yeah. But, uh, but it goes really deep. But anyway, I, and also the show is really good, which I still haven't watched the second or third season of. Right. But, uh, I don't know if I – I think I watched the second. Um, yeah. But, and, but they're really good. Brandon Gleason's great in the character in the part. And, uh, and an outsider too. Yeah, and the outsider. Another Holly Gibney. Not, right. She was just in it. It wasn't really her. She's kind of featured. Yeah. A little guest star. She had to come solve some problems. But his last few books have been very different. Yeah. You know, they're they're yeah. not his typical, you know, horror. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like he's kind of relegating the horror stuff more to the short stories uh, rather than the longer ones now. Yeah. Uh, or the no- novellas, which, uh, whatever. I mean, as long as he keeps writing, I don't care. Yes, and uh, he just, I don't know if uh, people saw, but recently he was tweeting about how 
Oh, Zazzy Zap, up to it again. Uh, he may oh, shelve Salem's Lot, the new take on Salem's Lot, which Stephen King has actually seen and He's, said is a, re- is a good movie. It's literally for two years been going like, why? Why, yeah. are, why are you not releasing this? It's really good. Uh, I apologize to all of you for my voice. I've been battling a cough for the last couple of weeks. So if I sound weird. Jim is slowly dying of pneumonia. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Let's, let's let's speed it up. When he's when he's sleeping, I pour water down his through his throat, yes. and he gets in his lungs. Waterboarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I just this month was just pure joy. It was just yeah. fun, and re I like I like I said during the Bionic Man show, I haven't seen that show since I was a little kid. Yeah. So yeah. watching it again as an adult uh, was really fun. It's it really says something because I had never seen it. I'd heard of it, obviously, and I knew what it was. And I, I mean, I was around when they were doing the, the last three TV movies, mm-hmm. uh, so I knew what they were. But you know, the last three TV movies, it was really about them getting back together, sure. and I was never interested in that no, as a kid. I, yeah. I was like, whatever. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's know. not where you want to jump in. <laughs> but watching it, the show really holds up. Yeah, like I'm really surprised how well it holds up. Yeah, and it's a great time capsule of the '70s. It's really funny because. There are certain episodes rewatching that I 100% total recall yeah. as a child. There was the uh, Lumberjack episode. Yeah, yeah. Lumberjacking was pretty popular in the <laughs> 70s. And one thing that was really popular in the 70s was log rolling. Oh, where yeah. people, you yeah. know, stand on a log and they Competitions, roll yeah. it and try to knock the other person off. But I totally remembered the Steve Austin on the log <laughs> using his bionics. <laughs> To show yeah. up the the jerk, and he did. But it was there were certain episodes, and it's funny. It's like you would think it would be the Bigfoot episodes instead of the Bigfoot right, episodes. Right. Some of that, yes. Like I do remember him ripping Bigfoot's arm off. Yeah, like, totally stuck in my yeah, mind yeah. as a kid, and, and and it was stuck there forever. But it was just funny <laughs> that it was just these weird little kind of. Yeah. Throwaway episodes that that but completely that made the most indelible marks on your apparently, brain, or yeah. you know, was able to push through the brain fog and <laughs> early onset dementia that I seem to be going through. Yeah. Oh, I did just read uh, a great article about how kids from the '60s, '70s, and early '80s are all essentially going to go into dementia early because of the massive amount of lead paint that was around all the time, right? And lead in the cars, and lead was everywhere. And lead in our toys that we put in our mouths. And uh, in true Gen X fashion, posted that article in the Gen X subreddit, and no one gave an S. Sure. I mean, we, we, we're all just relegated to our yeah, fates. It, it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, what else? One guy talked about how him and his friends, his dad had a vial of mercury, and they would just put it into a pan and roll it around. And he's like, pretty sure I got on my fingers. Pretty sure they never yeah. cleaned the pans properly yeah, afterwards. Exactly. It's like, what? all right. I'm surprised that we're not all dead at 30. No. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why we're so resilient is because yeah. we were exposed to so many. <laughs> so much dirt and crap. And lead and chemicals. Yeah. And it was really fun to rewatch those shows. And I'm juiced to start reading again. Yeah, same, same. I need to start setting aside an hour every day and, and just read. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's also good for your brain. It's good. It'll yeah. be good for early onset dementia. Good for fighting dementia. You that, know? crossword puzzles, and Jeopardy, the three things you need to fight that dementia. Video games are good, too. For Th- that's that. true, actually. You four things. You problems, right. and you use your hand-eye coordinations. That's that's why you and I are going to be trapped in our decaying bodies, still knowing what's going on. Fun. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I'm already trapped in my decaying Whatever. body. Whatever. <laughs> 
My yeah. body's already started decaying. It's it's great for you because you can look at me and see your future. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm you're, I'm a few years ahead. This is what's I'm, coming for you, baby. Yeah. yeah and it ain't well. pretty, I'll tell you that much. It's really crazy what just four years – because I remember being like, oh, 42. Like, I, this isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. The pandemic didn't help at all. No. Uh, definitely fast-forwarded a, a lot of those issues. No. 50s are weird. Uh, 60s are going to be brutal. <laughs> If I make it, it's going to be tough. You're going to have like an Indian summer where in your 60s, suddenly you're like, I'll fit again. And you're, you're going to be like, ah, whatever. And then, and then 70 is going to hit. I ain't making it to 70, baby. (laughs) No way. Um, Well, so because we were covering Quantum Leap, uh, both Jim and I started watching the new show. Yeah. uh, Which neither of us had watched. Nope. Uh, I specifically stayed away because I'm not a fan of crappy remakes nope uh well, we're so, talking to you magnum pi yeah uh hawaii 5 all those like it's not although i mean hawaii 5 is fine the I, exception that proved the rule was uh battlestar galactica yes and actually kind of started the whole like remake thing yeah uh, but that was also because it had ronald d moore and he he knew what he wanted to do with it like yeah. he knew it was clever and it, yeah. it the same thing that makes the new quantum leap show enjoyable is the same thing which is they built upon the premise they didn't yeah. make it a new thing when you it's hard to reboot something when you just negate like magnum yeah and i know it's lasted five seasons or whatever yeah people yeah. probably really enjoy it but i will never watch it because sure. i don't care there is one magnum for yeah. me one yeah. higgins for me one tc baby yeah one higgy yeah. baby and i know whatever I'm an old crank, but uh, <laughs> but I just I, I you know, they had a great idea for either a movie or a, a, a show, which was to use Magnum's daughter right. as the investigator, right. and then, which would have been brilliant because it continues on, and you don't need to, yeah you could have people come back if you want or not. So they trashed that and then just did their thing. But with Quantum Leap, they did what I love, which is it's a continuation of the yeah, story. Yeah, I think if Magnum P.I. was starting now, they would do that. They would have it be a female lead. They would have it be his daughter. They would have it be all that stuff. But because yeah. it started in, like, 2017, they were still thinking, like, no, no, whatever. We'll just remake it and do whatever. But I, I, I feel like – because this is exactly what Quantum Leap has done. Yeah. It, is that it, it was like, well, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We can just do our our thing. It's part of the timeline, and then and then we'll just change whatever we want. <laughs> it right. doesn't matter. But they don't negate the first series. No, no, and I they mean, build upon it. Yeah, they they look at the first series and Sam and Al in the same way that we do as viewers, right? With that kind of respect and and like you know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Well, I mean, I mean li- literally, yeah. <laughs> and they 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 started the project again to try to find Sam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, and it's interesting. I mean, I like the, the fact that it, you know, Ernie Hudson's character is from the original show. Yep. Uh, obviously, a different actor played him at that time. What? Um, although they did get Susan D. All back, uh, who played Al's wife. Yeah, she was a hard git. <laughs> no, she's amazing. She's great. Uh, but it's a good show. I, I was really, I was more impressed with the first season than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got emotionally attached to these characters. Yeah. Uh, cried a couple times. Oh. It was sad. No, I get it. Yeah, um, it is. And they they push the melodrama like the first yeah, one, but yeah. they have solid actors, and that's that's the key to melodrama. Is right, and you can tell when they don't have the greatest 
guest stars <laughs> that the melodrama starts yeah. pushing through. Yes, yes. And, uh, and you can laugh at it. Uh, we just watched the season possible series finale. Yeah, it technically hasn't been renewed for a third season yet. but uh, I think it will. Uh, I think it will, too. I mean, I assume I, I'm pretty sure the numbers have been pretty good for it. So it, it should get renewed. Uh, I guess it'd be another 13 episode season. Sure. Um, which, granted, I, the first season was like 18 and it, it there were definitely probably four or five episodes I would have cut out. Um, yeah. Or it, just felt unnecessary. The problem is, is when you deal with very sensitive historical subjects. Yeah. With a goofball show, yeah, it doesn't work. Like they did a, a an episode about the L.A. riots, <laughs> and as somebody who lived through the riots, it was a little bit zombie movie and a little yeah. bit uh, not like insensitive or anything. But it, was, it just was it was thin. It was, it was very thin. very dumbed down. Yeah, yeah, and you know you didn't really. See the rioters? They were just kind of an unseen presence. Stay away from st- you know. It'd be like, oh, Sam's jumped into it. Auschwitz. You know, that's yeah, not going to end well. <laughs> even with your best intentions. Nobody wants to see that. You know, in the original not series, in Quantum Leap. there were a few white savior moments that, oh, that don't yeah. age well. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't need to do that stuff. It's a, it's a show. It's yeah. a fun science fiction show. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to, so spoiler alert, we're going to spoil a whole bunch of stuff for the second season. So if you've yeah. not watched it, pause this. Watch all 13 episodes right, and, come, and then back. come back. Uh, they're all available on Peacock. Uh, Both in, seasons. In NBC, yeah. Uh, NBC.com. So so give them a watch. I mean, they're definitely worth it. If you like Quantum Leap at all, yeah. then it's a good show. Or if you like time travel shows or sci-fi shows, you know, it's it's got a really cool cast. And the, the effects are good. It's just yeah. it's done well. And like we said, you know, these shows, they're TV shows. They're network shows. Yeah, yeah. The second season, definitely, they realized they didn't have enough explosions in the first season, right. so every episode features some kind of an explosion. Now, I enjoyed <laughs> the first season overreaching arc of the oh, the, Leaper the, X. The Leaper X and trying Evil to figure Leaper. out. Yeah, they essentially, um, they said literally in the finale of the first season that they were just essentially ripping off the Terminator, yeah. which they were. They were. Uh, and they acknowledged that, and it was clever. It was like, okay, you know, but it worked. And I was I was surprised by how well it worked out. It was it very did, well written. But they didn't quite stick the landing with it, I don't think. How so? Well, I never really got a full sense of his motivations, Leaper X. It just right. seemed like, oh, government's blaming everything on the Quantum Leap program, so I'm going to come kill him. And there was that episode where he yeah. saves Sam, but then he kills him. Well. I think I think they were thinking that they needed to shut down the project. So then, because I think the people in power, to me, it's Terminator, but it was more Twelve Monkeys. Mm, like yeah. I feel like the Leaper X people were sending him back to kill the Leaper, so that way he couldn't change anything, right. and they would still have power. Right. I think that's at the end of the day. Um, but you're right. I mean, it wasn't totally clear. But I, I just keep every time I started to overanalyze, I just think back to you saying, "It's a time travel show. Just let it go." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You just, just got to let it go. And it's also a network show. And I, I don't mean that as a dis- disparaging thing, but network shows are network shows. I, they're, there's there's for limitations. A very general yeah. audience. People watching network television <laughs> are boomers and yes. older than us. Like it's, and, and not saying that boomers are dumb, but like in general, for a general audience, you have to be able to dumb it way down. I sure. mean. It's just how it is. Yeah. And that doesn't make it bad by any means. Now, the second uh, season, 
Yeah. The overall arc was kind of a time traveler's wife situation. Yes. It was interesting. I liked that aspect. Now, granted, I'm a huge fan of the time traveler's wife, mm-hmm. uh, the book. I, the, the two entertainment medias that have come out about it. There's a movie and a There's series, a movie and right? a series. Yeah. I didn't actually see the series. The movie was okay, but like, uh, but the book was really good. And it was, it was something that, like an aspect of time travel that I'd never like thought of. Yeah. And they essentially do that here in Quantum Leap in the season two. He keeps jumping into this, the life of this woman who, of course, he tells he's a time traveler. And then, and then, you know, she just knows every time he shows up. Hey, uh, Ben. Is that you, Ben? Like, the second he starts talking, she's just like, whoa. She was great, too. I liked she's her a fantastic. lot. fantastic. Great chemistry between her and the lead. Um, Raymond Lee. Raymond Lee. So I, Eliza Taylor plays Hannah, the love, the new love interest that he meets in 1947. Mm-hmm. And then, and then jumps forward, and then tells her the thing, and then essentially over the course of like twenty-seven or thirty years, like he meets her throughout, uh, which actually has an impact on the end of the season yeah. and the overarching plot. Uh, or the, we you know, both saw it coming, and we both were like, "It's like being in a train wreck." I it was, was so I was not very happy when they revealed no. <laughs> who the the quote-unquote baddie was at the end. No, that was dumb. It didn't help any that uh, – I think it's James Frain, the guy who plays the bad guy, the billionaire, the Elon Musk type who wants to take over Quantum Leap. Right. Who he, does? He well, – yes. But it was obvious that he did not think the writing was very good because he was definitely phoning it in. And oh, yeah. I mean, he's a stage actor, and he was staging it up. Yeah. He was lot. eating the scenery, ham ham and cheese and fisting <laughs> it up. Um, but he was, he was also a, a bad guy in Gotham, and it was kind of the same. Yeah, and he played a bad guy in Star Trek Discovery. Like he was, I don't think he was a bad guy. Oh, wasn't he? Oh, no. I thought Sarek was a bad guy. No, Sarek is oh, uh, never mind. Spock's father, I think. Oh, oh. Or is that Sabak? I don't know. I'm... I, I got to be honest. I've only seen one episode of Star Trek Discovery, so I, I don't know. It's good, and he was good in it because he's playing a Vulcan. And it's... I mean, he's, he's a good actor. Yeah. I, there's, by no means should he be relegated to the dustbin because he's not. But oh, like the worst, worst hairstyle of anybody. He looked like a mushroom. It looked like he just got out of the getting a permanent. His hair yeah, looked permed. Yeah. And he just looked goofy. That is a, that is the one thing I will say about this season is that they did not do a terribly good job with uh time appropriate hair. <laughs> yes. Like I know that seems like a nitpick, but from the very first episode He's in 1978, and it's like, no, the woman that's leading them in the military, she, her hair would not be like that. Yeah. Like, well, it, it was too modern. I, And that is very nitpicky. <laughs> that's the last time I'm going to say And the that. fact that they don't do age makeup. Oh, my God, at all. At all. She aged 27 years and looked exactly the same. They may have well, given her a little bit more creases. Not just but, her, but when he goes to see uh, yeah, Ian, in, Ian the in the future, it's like, it's supposed to be yeah. like 30 years later. Gray hair and some glasses, and they're supposed to be 60. And somehow they're 60. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, although I will say uh, that Mason, whoever, I don't know their last name, uh, who plays Ian, yeah. is really good on the show. Yes. Like, All of them are. Very natural. Yeah. Uh, they, they understand. Yes, the core group like definitely understands what the writers are doing and where they're going with it. And they really have those characters nailed. Great chemistry between the cast. Yeah. They all seem to really get along and you know, they're, they're family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the chemistry of the core cast, the, and just like the original, the, the, um, likability, watchability, 
uh, and charm of the lead. Uh, uh, Raymond, Raymond Lee is Lee. so good. He's great. So good. You know, and he has a great he has great chemistry with uh, the, uh, Addison. Yeah. name it. It's Emily something. Sure. <laughs> but it's you know it it's it's a show that can transcend the writing. Oh, uh, Caitlin Bassett. Sorry, Caitlin Bassett. Caitlin Bassett, who plays yeah. his Addison, Addison. His hologram. His hologram. His ex fiance. They, that, that was the thing in the second season, and, and this is something that really annoys Jim, mm. is that they finally like, oh, they're going to get together at the end of the first season. They're finally, I mean, they technically did. They got to, like, kiss, you know, because it was five years and right. uh, whatever. Um, but then he didn't, the second season started, and he was just gone. And it was three like, years. oh, yeah, three years passed. Yeah. And, you know, she left. And, and they, granted, they, they tied it up at the end. Uh, but they, they did a good job of kind of bypassing those like the jealous new boyfriend yeah. and like all that stuff like it worked to a point and then then he kind of got mad and took his ball and went home well this is the thing if you're gonna do it do it have yeah. the balls to do it i don't you know it's fine if you're gonna break them up but i hate artificial drama yeah. and it's 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 a it's it's a bummer for the guy coming in and playing the, the, the tom tom yeah, yeah. because you know that it it's they kind of made him a jerk. It's just it's weird. It's like they didn't know they wanted to do it in a way that there's no bad guys or whatever, but they didn't have enough confidence to do that. So during yeah. the breakup, there was a little bit of like, oh, is he going to be vindictive or whatever? But it, he's not. I mean, he's the guy that helps them get in. I mean, he I, literally at one point Ben says, "Yeah," and I really like Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we all do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it, I think it's more interesting. For them to be apart and stay right. apart. And I agree. Have, and her I have agree. a really healthy relationship. And then he can explore like he did with the time to have his wife stuff right. because he fell in love with with uh, uh, Exactly. Yeah. And I and here's the thing. I think that, that even if, if Tom had stuck around, I think – now, major spoilers for the – it literally just – as of this recording aired last night. Yes. So just major spoilers. We're doing it. They end up trying to swap Addison and Ben. Right. And, and instead, uh, using code from his time traveler's wife, who he met through 30 years, uh, anyway. Who somehow, is a super in the genius. 70s, was yeah. able to come up with an equation a, for something that doesn't even exist. While she's trapped under Rebel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. Well, no, she had thought of it before. No, I know, I know. It's just funny. She's like, maybe you guys can use your technology to use it. It's like, okay. In 50 years. Anyway, um... So the whole thing is that they're, they to get Ben back home, they had to swap him with somebody else. And, of course, they were just like, oh, we're just going to find some random person and throw him in there, and then they can deal with it. Which makes absolutely no Which sense. awful, considering... Because Addison was supposed to be the leaper at the right. beginning. And the fact that they're trying to be helping people. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, it's bad for Addison, but what, so let's just ruin a rando's life yeah, because exact- they're not our friend. <laughs> exactly. I, I, we don't know them. Who cares? Uh, so, of course, Addison is like, no, I'm going to jump in and do it. And, and then it works out in the end for her because she ends up leaping back to or leaping to wherever Ben is. But she's actually there. It looks so like now, the Blitzkrieg. Yeah, it's something in either England or, or France in World, World War II. II. Yeah. But, like, they're both there together and, and they are able to be together. And to me, it would have been more interesting if she still had that relationship with Tom. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're setting up a third season where it's like, well, they're together now. Like, what does that mean? And then you Tom know? could be the hologram, and that would be even more Exactly, exactly. I, but they don't have the guts no, on no. these generic network shows to take those types of risks. No. It's all, 
It's the moonlighting effect, man. It's like you keep bouncing everything around until you finally get there. And, you know, it was the same exact plot point where they get together and then she ends up marrying somebody else. It's just like, you know, and then, you know, it's only there to to delay the inevitable. It's just... I mean, they they tried to wrap that whole thing up by having Addison just say to, to Ben, I'm really sorry I didn't wait for you. Yeah. And it's like, well, they thought you were dead. Yeah. Like, he, I, he already forgave her for that. I, yeah, yeah. It's just It was just one of those, like, okay. And I – but, again, I still think it's a great show. Yes. I still really like Look, it. We're more nitpicky on stuff that we really like because right. we like it and we just want to make it better. I want it to be better. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, we do that with everything that we love. I just, Except for maybe, well, even Stephen King, because we no. talk about insomnia. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that stuff, he doesn't land the ending all the well, time. I mean, look at the institute. Like, I I wanted to at least go back to the older dude right. <laughs> once in a while, yeah. you know. Uh, but but you know that it happens, and that's what it is. And and I I really like the show. I highly recommend yeah. watching it. It's really good. And um, they did a good job. Like, if if there's no third season, I guess it, it works. I mean, for it's it. I you know they're I guess they're out there together. I guess. <laughs> Jumping make around any sense. together. I don't understand how that worked. I don't. I don't either. I, they has to be a third season. I, they have to do a third season, or maybe just a, you know a movie to wrap it up. If they don't, yeah, just something. I yeah. mean, but you know, I then again, pedigree for Quantum Leap, not always going to be satisfying in the ending. No, no. <laughs> well, maybe if they do a uh, a card, they could spell the names right this time. <sighs> and still, to this day. Sam still Beckett's name still is still fixed it. 30 years later. It hasn't uh, been corrected. So, so silly. F you guys and your disrespect. I'm hoping that Scott Bakula will come back. If it's made it through three seasons, then he could be like, okay, it's established. I can come back. If anything, just where they jump in and he's there. Yeah. Like maybe he's doing something, you know, or, or whatever. But then again, if they don't, I mean, I wouldn't be sad if they don't ever show him again but yeah. it'd be nice to have some kind of closure it would be that. very fun to have a team up buddy cop yeah. two-parter where well now it'd better be a three a, a thruple because yeah. now we have well, a, yeah you know, yeah when they figure this out and maybe there's one leaper again it would be very cool to have like a two-parter where they have to work together to save something big or you know yeah. it's like yeah and and we can kind of catch up with sam and sam can find out about al and yeah, and have a proper send off, yeah, to Sam Beckett, yeah. and a proper ending to him. I think it'd be interesting if they were like, want to make a super meta, like have them leaping into like 1995, oh, and yeah. like have him have him be somebody working on the original Quantum Leap. Maybe maybe he's not there. Maybe he's you know before he leaps or whatever. Maybe we find out why he jumps in so early. Look, Scott Bakula's not doing a ton of stuff right now. No, he's he's pretty. He's actually kind of removed himself from. The limelight, like, which is sad because he's so he's a great he's a great actor. But it would be really interesting. Let's say that they use the formula and they they can finally save Sam, Sam. and they yeah. bring him back, and yeah. he and and Magic run the show, and he's yeah part of the Have whole him come back and do the thing, yeah, because he's the 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 guy who created it all. It right. would be great, right. and so hopefully they'll get a third season, and and they'll be able to convince Scott Blackula Blackula Blackula. <laughs> hey. You suck, you're blood. Um, to come back. I and, hope and so. I mean, there's just so many possibilities. And I did. I read an article from one of the the showrunner talking about the the two of them there and all the possibilities you have of like you know, and what does it mean for them as in their relationship because they're not technically together now and you know. But 
I we'll see. But I mean, I mean, I think they kind of might. I mean, I mean, it's not. It would be like one episode of getting them back together. Like it's not going to be. It's not. Yeah. But does that discount the fact that he's in love with his? Time I, but he can't wife? be with her. Like he literally can't be with her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess until they suddenly randomly jump into like. 1960, and she's there, and and it's like they now we have out. we have more melodrama. Yeah, yeah. But it, I got the impression though that it, the the whole like double leaper thing is if they do a third season, it's going to be pretty much the overarching like sure. story. And and probably the time traveler's wife part is done because we got through the whole BS of her son being the supervillain. Yeah. Oh my god. So that was just so disappointing. It was so it and, just, and yeah. And we were talking about it. We're like, oh, you know all the. Guys in the writer's room were high-fiving each other coming up with that. <laughs> yes! We've solved it all. It, it, it's all a neat little package. Oh, he's just such – they just ham-fisted that in there so hard. And well, the guy was a sociopath. And yeah. you know what? Socio- sociopathy isn't curable. Well, I, he's choosing to be a better person when he's 10. <sighs> Either you're a sociopath or you're not, and you can't choose to be a better yeah. person if you're yeah. a sociopath. Trust me, I've dated a sociopath. Uh, well, I, apparently not in the quantum leap world. Well, Although they did also, I like the idea that they did change stuff and no one else remembered except for Addison, who right. was there at the time. So, like, that's kind of interesting. I but mean, that's how it would be. I mean, if, yeah, if, yeah. if, you, if you do the butterfly effect achieved, butterfly yeah. effect achieved, <laughs> um, when you get that alarm going off, then, yeah, of course, people, because there's no... The diverging timeline right, diverges right. when it diverge diverges, right. and then you know you don't remember. It, there's the just other a path. lot. There's a lot you can do with that. As I just in the writers' room, I hope they explore that more and like do more with that. Yeah. like I think it's interesting. And we can get a quantum physicist in there to help you all out. <laughs> but we, even though you know we've been critical, it's a really fun show. And if you're a quantum leap fan, it's a great companion series. Yeah. To the original Quantum Leap, and it's a continuation, and it's a lot of fun. And the and the the thing that makes it a really good companion series is it keeps that fun feel to it that the yeah. original had. Yeah, it's yeah. still got the melodrama. Yeah, still got the hero complex, <laughs> but it's also dealt with in a in a more mature way, if that makes sense. Or yeah, a more, you know, a more, a more evolved twenty first century, yeah, way, more evolved way. Yeah, yeah, and not like a you know. Not in a way that's that's pandering. The characters are well-defined, well-rounded. They aren't stereotypes. They aren't, uh, like, checking off the box. We need right, this guy and right. this guy and this type. They're just really great characters, a really great cast with a great chemistry. And I like hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. Uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, TV-wise? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, we both watched the... American Nightmare. Yeah, that's on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had actually heard a podcast, actually. Criminal did a podcast yeah. two-part about this, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first time I'd heard of it. Yeah. But I'd never looked, seen their faces or anything like that. It's a crazy story. Oh, my God. A uh, woman gets kidnapped. Uh, husband is – or fiance Boy, yeah. uh, gets drugged, uh, doesn't remember anything, takes him a while to get to the cops – and of course, sounds all weird because he's coming off the drugs. They don't believe him. They think he did it. They just ignore everything else. She ends up getting released by the kidnappers yeah. to her father's home. Yeah. And and uh, and it's it was all true. I mean, then they then they were like, oh, you know, oh no, they're liars. And well, unfortunately, <laughs> at the time this happened, 
the movie Gone Girl came out based yes. on the book yes. Gone Girl. And if you don't remember, Gone Girl was about a woman faking her own death. Yeah, well, faking her kidnapping. They assume she's dead. Right, because yeah. of all the blood. I mean, she yeah, put yeah. tons of... It, it yeah. made it look like she was dead and right. and framed her and husband that, yeah. for the murder. I mean, right. it was it was a murder trial, whatever. <laughs> so because that came out at the same time, people are like, oh, well, she, this is just like the dumb movie. She obviously did she it. She gone-girled she it. She gone-girled it. <laughs> and they were all saying that, too. Oh, yeah. another gone-girl thing. in the news and everybody and the, and the police, this piece of ass... Uh. All of them. All of them. The guy says to the cop before the, the first news uh, conference, or the, not the first news conference, but the, the conference after they think that she's faked it, burn that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, you know. Sexism. Nothing Nothing came of it. It was very sad. Vallejo PD. If you're ever in Vallejo, don't ever ever get on the Vallejo PD's wrong side. Yeah, Because they yeah. don't care you, about you. You know what else happened in Vallejo PD? Oh, the, Zodiac the Zodiac Killer, killer. which was well, never one of them. Solved. Yeah, yeah, it's where it started. Um, these guys were jerks, and it took a hero policewoman, yes, to solve this crime and and to give justice to this poor couple who were vilified. Yeah, yeah, vilified after going through something so traumatic and and horrifying yeah, to it, be victimized over and over again, not just from the police, but from the media, from yeah. everybody, from online people writing horrible things to them. They had to basically go in hiding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she had been raped twice. Like, they <sighs> didn't believe her. No. They wouldn't do rape kits. Like, it was, it was awful. It got it was to the awful. point. It was so bad that the actual kidnapper rapist... Yeah. Started emailing the cops, yeah. being like, "She was kidnapped yeah. by me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. when you have the criminal, yeah, chastising the cops, you yeah. know you effed up, man. <laughs> Jesus, uh, it's so good though. It's done really well. Documentary done very well. Yeah, uh, highly recommend watching that. It's it's very good. It's really good. There's another documentary. Uh, this one on HBO Max called. Uh, you haven't seen this one, no. but it's the truth about Jim. It's not about me. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting and it's, it's, for me, it was a very interesting portrait of people going through horrible abuse. Yeah. Traumatic life with a monster and them basically being like, well, he probably is a murderer. So they first, you know, think he's this. Uh, rapist murderer that was going around. And then it gets to the point where they think he is the Zodiac killer. Oh, wow. And, you know, to their credit, they go to investigators and they, you know, they do everything by the book and, you know, it's not like, ah. Right, it's, it's, right. They, they really try to figure it out. Yeah. They're not pushing an agenda. They're just, they think, you know, because all this stuff that happened during it, it's very fascinating. But to me, the most fascinating thing was just to see, not fascinating, but also heartbreaking, just to see the repercussions of abuse. Yeah. From the grandmother, who was Jim's third wife, I think, third okay. or fourth wife, to the daughter, to the granddaughter. Right. The cycle of abuse that, you know, that went through from this one man who ruined generations of lives. His own kids. Right. His other wives. You know, this man was a wrecking ball of of evil, not e. I don't. Good and evil is yeah, a weird concept yeah, yeah. to me, but of 
you know, pure anger, hatred, yeah, meanness, yeah. you know. And so it was. It's just interesting to see them kind of heal together by going through this process. The whole family, like the extended right, family and everybody, right. they kind of come together to go through this journey of, you know, w- w- was he a murderer? Was he a rapist? Was he a killer? And then they kind of come together at the end, and through all this process, it brought them closer together and helped right. them heal right. together. And I think that was very positive, and 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 it makes it worthwhile to watch the series, even though. You know, the salaciousness is, is, was he this or was he that? Yeah, yeah. But it's ancillary to what I think it was really about, which right. is kind the, of a family. The family. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, it took me a couple of days. It's four episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's definitely uh, an interesting watch. Uh, I've been watching The Floor, uh, which is a game show Ooh. hosted by Rob Lowe. Nice. Uh, it's a really fascinating. I assumed that it was a British show that got adapted, but I think it was actually a Dutch show. Um, mm-hmm. Who's Dutch? Uh, but it's 81 people. They all have a square, and they all have, they're all have. they all an expert in a category, uh, which, granted, I think that's a expert being a very loose definition yeah. <laughs> because some of them are like celebrity hair and stuff like that. Um, but the idea is that you get randomly chosen and then you have to challenge somebody around you oh. in, the, in their category. And then you go up and you have essentially get shown either pictures or quotes or whatever, and you have to say what the thing is. Oh, okay. And, and you get 45 seconds. Every time you get an answer right, the clock for the other person starts going. If they get it wrong, uh, nothing happens. If they pass, three seconds ticks down and they get a new picture. Uh, it's great show. I, I think it's up to like the seventh or eighth episode now. Why is it called the floor? Because they're on the floor. Like that's the whole thing is you're trying to win all the the territory in the floor. Oh, so I I thought it was like uh, the floor is lava kind. No, of everyone has a box, and then for, when they start at eighty one nine by nine, and then if you win, you get that piece of the floor. Okay. So then the other thing is that at the end of the day, the last person left wins two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But if you have the most territory at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. you get twenty grand. Oh, okay. So it's like there was somebody on there that won like sixty or eighty grand. Like she was on for a while, and then eventually lost. So you but can keep going. The idea is that once you win, you can decide to challenge somebody else around you, or you can go back to the floor, and then they'll do a random like choosing, and then someone potentially would like challenge you. But the idea is that you still would have your category. Okay. Now, yeah. if you. Does your win go to the next show? Yeah. It's okay. the same people through like the Jeopardy. entire 10 episodes. So you can yeah. keep... Okay. I mean, literally, there are people right now that I've seen like six episodes. There are people that haven't done anything in six episodes. Oh, wow. Like, they're just there waiting. And and it's gotten pretty far into it right now. But it's a great show. It's done really well. There's a lot of strategy to it. Nice. It's really fascinating. I just haven't seen a new game show in a long time. Yeah. And it works really well. Like I'm, Lowe's great. I'm really impressed. Yeah, and he really literally has to do almost nothing. <laughs> like he just brings people up, says hi, and then walks off while they challenge each other. I literally do nothing. <laughs> but he's great, though. He's 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 so charming. Uh, he's very but, charming. I but love, the people are great, them. and it's it's a good show. It's a good show because it it ends up like a lot of people think about like you know oh I'm going to take this territory because then I'm going to get the twenty grand, and then a lot of people are like, well, I'm I'm here to win all the money, right? Um, but, uh, but it's good. Anyway, it's on Fox. Uh, we're watching it on Hulu right now. Nice. It's really good. I highly recommend it. All right. Check it out, baby. The Floor with the Rob floor. Lowe. <laughs> uh, just finished. I think you're still a couple episodes behind, but just finished, uh, True Detective, Night Country. I am all the episodes behind except for the first episode. 
<laughs> I haven't. It, it unfortunately it came out right when I was started to travel. So right. like I I just haven't. I've been watching Quantum Leap. Nice. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, uh, I've been saving up. Curb your enthusiasm. I'm, oh, I'm going nice. to binge it. Do I don't want to. Yeah. God, I can't. Be, that's one show I cannot binge. It's a cringe binge. It's, yeah, the cringe binge. Um, I just I termed that by the way. Nice. Put it on T-shirt. Put it on T-shirt. Uh, look, I thought it was great. I thought Jodie Foster and Kelly Reese were awesome uh, together. Uh, really complicated characters, complicated yeah, performances. Yeah. It's weird though. It's gotten a lot of backlash. Really? Oh my God, Nick. What's his name? Nick Pizzolatto. Nick Pizzolatto has been trashing the ass out Why? of it. Why? I don't it's know. It's his own show. He still gets an executive producer credit on that. He's, he's upset at the way that they incorporated the first season, oh. into it, which I thought was oh. really clever and interesting. Oh. And thought the cast was really good. I love stuff in snow. I love <laughs> Arctic stuff. It reminds me of The yeah. Thing. It's got that yeah. vibe. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really satisfying. I thought it was really good. It, it made me want to go back and watch the first season again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I don't get it. I I I just guess I don't understand people in entertainment anymore. Right, right. Uh, there's so many things that I like that people seem to just despise. Right. I don't know if it's like sexism or whatever. I don't know because it just seems like a lot of the stuff that I like that people don't like have strong female leads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't know, Uh, but I truly enjoyed it. If you're a fan of true detective, if you're a fan of Jodie Foster, if you're a fan of snow movies, (laughs) there's no shows, you're going to love it. It's uh, it was great. It's a quick six episodes, and yeah, I, I didn't it was realize it was show. only six episodes. Like I thought it was longer than that, but I, I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Jodie Foster is a master. I mean, oh, watching so her work is just she makes it look so easy. And and Callie Reese, like the fact that she's a boxer, yeah. and like a, I mean, a retired former boxer, yeah. but like she's really good. Yeah, again, another athlete turned actor that shows you that acting is just the <laughs> easiest thing in the world. Uh, there's, it's true. Stop churching it up, people. Everybody you get got, on that. You're lucky enough to have the easiest job in the world that pays you way, way, way too much money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just enjoy it. Quit trying to church it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I recommend it. I thought it was great. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff that I was watching, but I think that's... Yeah, for TV-wise, I think that's probably... Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely American Nightmare. Check out Quantum Leap. Check yeah. out uh, The Floor. Um, and Night Country. True Detective Night Country. Watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's they're all really good shows. All very different. Don't let other people tell you how the show is for you. Exactly. Watch it for yourself. Don't listen and to the haters, man. Yeah. It could, you could hate it, and that's fine. And look, I'm, there are things that I... Uh, you know, I'm sure that are technically whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what? I, I just don't get it. I don't Things get that the, are technically whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that there was plot holes and this and that, I, but I didn't see it. I didn't, yeah. you know, I... I There's, I, there are a lot of haters. This is evidenced from the fact that, like, the new at Quantum Leap, they're very inclusive mm-hmm. about non-binary people. There's a whole episode set back in the 1940s about a non-binary person. And so that was hand. Look, the, the episode was goofy over the top. It was, but it was it, done. It well. was the Indiana Jones episode, yeah. which was really fun. Yeah. And, but in the midst of this kind of goofy treasure hunting thing, they had a very serious, uh, not, yeah, they had a, like a, a serious situation with yeah. this non-binary person and, and, and they coming out 
when people didn't even know what non-binary was. Uh, yeah, I mean, they yeah. basically invented, not invented it, but yeah, they but coined the term. Coined it, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but to watch Ian's reaction to seeing this. Yeah, exactly. His emotional reaction it to is, it. It was human. It was yes. so humanizing. Well, and that's that's how, that's the power of seeing this stuff in media. Yes. Unfortunately, the episode is got like three points less uh, than everything else on Big on It's going to big it, man. I know. And I know. It's, it's, it's just gross. Live and let live, baby. It doesn't have any effect on you. And if no. it does have an effect on you, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. If you're watching something and suddenly you're like, well, I don't agree with this, then why are you watching that show? There's a difference between not agreeing with something and being, being a hateful, hateful bigot. Yeah. It's like, just open your mind a little bit. It's well, not hard. Well, that's the thing. You know, the more you expand, the more you step out of your little box, the more people you meet, yeah. the more places you visit, the more open-minded you're going to be. Yeah. So speaking of, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> bottoms. Oh, my God. Uh, so this is, for me, like the, the super-duper pick of the month. Yeah, yeah. Bottoms is the funniest movie I've seen in years. Probably my favorite movie of last year. Wow, wow. Uh, or at least close to it. Uh, I watched it twice. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> but it is so weird and it's so funny weird. and subversive. Yeah. And just, it's just a great, raunchy, uh, stylized teen comedy that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And just blew me away. It is it is definitely the amazing thing about this movie is that the two it's about these two main characters and they're both lesbians and they just want to essentially get laid. Yes. And and that's it. And like the movie isn't making a big deal of the fact that they're lesbians. Nope. It's just the fact that they want to leave high school and get get laid before leaving high school. Right. And they live in this world <laughs> where People are openly bigoted to them. The the principal is like, the ugly gays, ugly, yeah. untalented gays. Come. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that they're gay. It's the fact that they're ugly and untalented. Yeah, exactly. That makes people dislike them. Because they even point out, like, the talented gay guy everybody loves. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's yes. just all the football players always wear their uniforms and their pads. It is the weirdest satire. It is so good. The less you know about it, yeah. the better. And yeah. – and, I, I say let's not spoil anything because it is just yes. I just want to talk about some of the creative team behind it, oh but I agree. I don't want to spoil anything because you should just go into it watching it. It is on Amazon Prime. Yep, you can watch it if you have Amazon Prime uh, commercials. I know. Unless well, which granted, I got to be honest. They the everyone was writing about how the world was falling, the yeah. sky was falling because of Amazon Prime and the commercials, and I literally only see one thirty second commercial before anything I watch on Amazon Prime. There, the first time I watched Bottoms, there was a couple of commercials. Oh, really? In the middle, which it was a bummer. It's jarring. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. weren't long, but still, it's like I think they're easing into it. Yeah, and they're like, see, it's not a big deal. And then by the time we get used to it, it'll be, you know, that. 360 oh seconds my God. left. I, I, I have been total aside, but I have been uh, researching stuff for next month and uh, have been watching stuff on Plex, oh. which is free. Yeah. And number one, I'm watching a show, a show that had built-in spots for commercials, right. and they just randomly interrupt wherever, but those commercials are all 240 seconds long. Oh, my God. And it is an eternity. Yeah, and you're just watching a bunch of Steve Garvey for... Uh, 
<laughs> for Senate commercials. <laughs> so many weird. I, I, they, I will say there was a lot of uh, local politicians that apparently have way more money to put stuff on TV than I thought. Uh, it's probably pretty cheap to put it on Plex. Well, yeah, I imagine. That's I where imagine. You, get, you get your bang for your buck. But So, Bottoms, the writers were uh, Emma Seligman and Rachel Sennett. Uh, Emma Seligman also directed the movie. Uh, she right. directed the movie Shiva Baby mm-hmm. in 2020, which was about uh, her similar, like, a lesbian at a Shiva that's yeah. tr- trying to get laid, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, and, but and Rachel Sennett was Sennett one of the, is the lead. One yeah. of the leads. She yeah. and uh, Iowa Ayo- Adebari. Adebari were... Uh, Adebari. Sorry, I said it wrong. It's all right. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough name. I took me for... I had to, like... Uh, I've been fan. I could have sworn SNL. They always say Edaberry. It's Edaberry, I think. I, I don't. I don't. Anyway, um, remember we had to do the listening thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you. I'm sure you know of Io because she's blown up because of the bear and yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, rightly so, deservedly so, because I think she's hugely talented. I've been a fan of oh, hers yeah. for years. Yeah. Uh, I caught a, a stand-up set on YouTube of her like oh, years, yeah. years ago. Yeah. That I thought was hilarious, and then she uh, ended up replacing Jenny Slate as one of the voices in Big Mouth. Oh, yeah, sounds exactly. I mean, oh, weird. Yeah, she, weird. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, um, and uh, one of the writers also, mm-hmm. and she's a writer. She was a writer on uh, Abbott Elementary. She was a writer on a bunch of stuff, um, and now she's just kind of becoming this star, which is so fun <laughs> to watch because she's so. <laughs> Baffled about it, like yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It's fun to watch somebody who's not uh, doesn't seem like a star type of right, person become right. a star, and you know she's she's the one that thanked all the assistants. You know, when oh she got yeah, her, yeah, yeah. Her uh, People's Choice Award, I think? no, 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 Golden no. Globe, a, a Golden Globe, I think. Yeah, People's Choice Awards are garbage. Um, yeah, they're just slightly lower than Golden Globes. Golden Globes are worse. <laughs> pretty garbage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so. She's hilarious, super talented, yeah. and and they have such a great chemistry in this movie. Oh my god, so good and just so natural and likable and funny without <laughs> trying to be funny. It's weird seeing her credits because watching her on Bottoms, she looks like she's like fourteen. Yeah, and it's weird to think that she's been writing for like fifteen years, she's thirty. I think she's like, pl- she's like twenty eight. She's twenty eight, but like her, everybody: Emma Seligman, Rachel Sennett, Io Edebert. Ed- Ed- Adebri. Adebri, thank you. Io, Io Adebri are all 28. In fact, everybody in the cast, obviously except for Marshawn Lynch, oh, and, Marshawn and, Lynch. and the mom, uh, are all 28 except for Kaya Gerber, who is Cindy Crawford's daughter. Oh, my who God. Who is actually 21. When who were, looks so much like her mom. So spitting image. It's weird. Is it her and Richard Gere's kid? Maybe. I don't she's know. pretty tall for me. No, Richard Gere's kid. Uh, <laughs> she is. Um, I no, don't. She, no, no, no. It's not. It's Gerber. The the last name is is uh, her dad's name. Um, I think it was the guy after um, from the Gerber Baby Foods. Yeah, she's twenty two. Uh, Randy Gerber. Uh, no, I don't think it's. He's a producer, right? Uh, oh, he founded Casamigos with uh, George Clooney. Oh, the oh wow, he's a handsome dude. <laughs> no wonder she's so gorgeous. <laughs> he's a handsome man. Yeah, it was funny because oh yeah, he was a former model. Of yeah, of course. Well, a couple of models. Uh, yeah, he does it, Gerber Group. Uh, he does. He just essentially starts uh, 
restaurants, bars, and lounges. Like that's his thing. A handsome man starting restaurant. What a great, what they, a great life. Herman, uh, him, him, and Cindy Crawford got married in '98. Oh, okay. They must have had the kid right away. Well, she looks so much like her mom. She and was she's great. So funny. So funny. So in this. funny. I hope yeah. to see her more. I had no idea. I, I did think like, wow, that woman looks a lot like. Who does she look like? She, yeah, who is mm, it? Cindy Crawford. Mm. And then when I found out it was Cindy Crawford's daughter, I'm like, yes, yes. that's exactly yeah. who she looks like. <laughs> she um, my favorite, my absolute favorite line where she she gets kissed is just like. But I'm straight. Yeah. It's like, oh. My favorite was she's like, I'm straight, but I just like gay porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so, and Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is so good. Marshawn Lynch is becoming my favorite ex-football player turned <laughs> no, actor. actor. Which doesn't really seem like he's doing acting. He's just being Marshawn Lynch. Yes, which is enough. He yeah, was hilarious yeah. on that uh Improvised detective show on Netflix. Yes, that, uh, with Will uh, Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah. Uh, the voice of old trucks. Yeah. Chevy Dove. Um, he was hilarious on that, which was improvised, which is even more impressive. Yeah. And yeah. in this, it's just, it's just he's this dude who's getting divorced, and he's he. You know, he becomes an ally, then a non. It's just he's it's, great. It's, he's really, really funny. All uh, the girls the, yeah. in the in the Fight Club are hilarious. They're 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 all unique in their own great way. It's it's stripes. They're all very well defined characters. It is a typical high school want to get laid. Yeah, uh, yeah. lovable losers. It's ve- it has comedy. a very eighties feel to it. Totally, yeah. but it's just instead of a bunch of straight white dudes, it's. Lesbians, which is just so funny. <laughs> uh, I do also want to point out uh, Nicholas Galatzine, uh, who was the uh, the lead football, football player, player. The captain of the football team. Captain of the football team, who was so good in this. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a particular scene where they're trying to essentially pull a prank on him, and he's listening to um, – uh, oh God! The uh, total eclipse of the heart, yeah. and it's so good. It is so good. He's so funny. Yeah, you're gonna love this movie. Yeah, if you love comedy, if you love raunchy high school comedies, you're going to adore this movie. And I mean, I like, I love this movie so much that I posted about it, which I don't yeah. post about anything. And it's got a very good response. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's the funniest movie I've seen in years. And, yeah, uh, and it's just pure joy. And I. I watched it twice within a week. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I wanted Adam and Phoebe and Newt to see it, so yeah. I was like, "It was good. It was really good. It was very entertaining. Very, very entertaining." Yeah, such a good movie. Uh, we also watched The Baker, which is on Hulu, which I yeah. think actually came out a few years ago. It's a 2019, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an older movie. It's a B movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had never heard of it, but what makes it great is Ron Perlman. Oh, he's so good. Ron Perlman is one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah, yeah. In, he in, in American, makes it look film. so easy. But he is so good. This this movie did not deserve his no performance. No. I'm sorry. And his performance and, and and the chemistry he has with the little girl. Yeah, it's your typical oh screw up son does something leaves his daughter with grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa, you know, and grandpa's a former kick ass. Spy or whatever he Green is. Green Beret or something. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's a very hackneyed plot that's been done over and <laughs> yes, over again. Yes. And it's not particularly well written or particularly great, except for the fact that Ron Perlman is absolutely transcendent in this. Yeah. His yeah. performance is so good. I just, 
I, he shows up and stuff all the time, but to see him lead a movie and to be able to do it so well yeah. with such mediocre material. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, and, and he, he, uh, Elias Coteus is in it. It's so great to see him. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, it's been a long time. He's looking so old. Yeah. Uh, but he was great. Harvey Keitel was in it. He He's uh, he. he he made some interesting choices. Every guy tell has become a parody of himself, <laughs> just like all these guys do. Yeah. I think what happens with these dudes in these B movies is you get these directors that are probably pretty green or whatever, and then you get a, an actor like Harvey Keitel or back when Bruce yeah. Willis was doing a million movies, you know, you get the – or uh, Michael Madsen, whomever, yeah. is yeah. You know, all these guys that keep doing a million B movies a year because, hey, Man, why they not? get – million dollars for three days work or however much yeah yeah, yeah. some it, of them it's not quite a million dollars but well, willis did but that's also why they do a lot of them yes but yeah. it's just yeah i mean kaitel is just kind of like yeah i mean what happens is i think what i'm trying to say is they get these actors and they defer to whatever they want to do because yeah. they're such well yeah icons. They're, they're newer directors they don't know they don't want to be like well i'm not gonna step on your toes and, you know, you do your thing. and But they need a director. They do. Maybe. They definitely you, do. You need somebody to rein them in. Not everybody's a Ron Perlman who's, no. who's just absolutely perfect. But I you know, I just, I was, uh, you know, I was flipping through movies. I was bored one night. I saw this. I watched yeah. the trailer. And I was like, well, you know, F it. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. I was so surprised. I was riveted. I loved it. And I recommended it to you. Yeah. And Phoebe and I, I literally watched it that night. I, I I believe. Yeah, and it's definitely worth a watch. It's uh it's a fun B movie, and and uh, if you're a Ron Perlman fan, which why wouldn't you be? Yeah, uh, you're gonna love it. Uh, we also did both watch the Marvels. Just want to talk about yeah, quickly. Yeah. We fi- I finally watched it. Uh, yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, it was entertaining. It was fun. It was fun. Look, I think Marvel, at least in this phase. It has a, has a, a villain problem in yes. just about all of their movies. Yes. Even in the last phase, you know, they, they most of their villains, you know, I can't even remember I, who they are, you know, or they're over the top. It's just, yeah, you know, they get a good actor like Christian Bale to come in and he does a good job, but it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's again. Yeah, I don't know. God, I literally can't even think of the last, like, five movies. I can't even think of who the bad guys are. Right. And unfortunately, and it's not the actor's fault. It just was a very... Just a (sighs) super bland character. Blandly written, very cliched, basically the same character is Ronan. Ronan, right? Yeah. Ronan, Ronan the Destroyer. The, the accuser. Ronan the Accuser. It was basically the same villain in female form, and and as good as the actor is, it's just... The material wasn't there. No, no. It was it was a very underwritten character. But the three leads were extremely charismatic, super fun. Amon Vellani, is that her how you say yeah. her name? Uh, she's just pure joy. Oh, my God. She's so much fun to watch. The, the fight scene with her and Sam Jackson in the space station was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Where she's, like, fangirling <laughs> all oh over God. him. Oh, and, and it's just, she is just such a delight. Her family, I loved yeah. Ms. Marvel. I think out of all of the Marvel shows, Ms. Marvel might be my favorite. Yeah. Um, I think I had the most fun with it. Yes, yes. Because it just that. had that fun comic book right. feel to it. And then you have just the the unending 
uh, char- charisma of the lead, you know. <laughs> She's so good. I hope to see her in a lot more stuff. She is so talented. And uh, Allison Brie is great. She's so weird and quirky. And, right. and I love her take on uh, on uh, Captain Marvel. Tayana Paris as Rambo. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Uh, I keep trying to give her a name. It's so great. She's like, what about Professor Marvel? She's like, nope. Nope. (laughs) But the three of them, the the power switching thing, I thought was really fun. I thought it was clever. The musical planet thing was really fun with, uh, you know, Alice and Brie having to sing. I don't know. I thought, look, was it perfect? No. But it, it, it had the same problems every Marvel movie has in my opinion, yeah, which is a weak villain, and, yeah, and being a slave to this, you know, whatever through line, whatever time travel, whatever, bigger, yeah, bigger thing is going on, whatever right now. they're trying to make this phase about, which right. I don't, right, you know, it keeps changing. I well, they, yeah, they have to, unfortunately, have to change it because of what happened to the the lead uh, bad guy, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. They had to replace him, um, but look. Again, I think this movie had a lot of undeserved hate. Yeah. It's not yeah. the worst movie ever. It's not. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. If you like fun, silly comic book movies, the stuff with the cats is hilarious. I That's one of my favorite lines now in any Marvel movie. <laughs> Please stop running. Let the flurkin eat you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so clever and it was funny. I, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Same. I mean, it had issues. It definitely had issues, but I, but I definitely enjoyed it, and and I'm glad I saw it. Same, same, and I and I would recommend it because I think it's a a really fun film, and, and in, in terms of Marvel films, it's definitely better than the Eternals, and <laughs> I'm definitely sorry, the, the what? <laughs> exactly. You know, it's the best Marvel movie of this phase. I think. You know, I can't think of anything I liked better. I think Guardians of the Galaxy three was good. Yeah, that was probably my favorite of, uh, yeah. of all of them because I, it was, but like it was established and it, and it was it was a good. I mean, he's done now; like he's not going to do any more of them. So I, had, which is fine. I think the three movies in the special, I, I, yeah. it's a nice, yeah, compact little chunk, a great chunk. You're Agreed. probably just going to yeah. ruin it if you. Uh, well, it's add to it's that chunk. it's going to be. It's definitely somebody else is going to take it over, and it's not going to be as good. No, no, because it's James Gunn. James Gunn yeah. is extremely, again, like Dave Filoni. Yeah, you know, it's these guys that are super fans of what they do. It's precious to them. They have an obligation in their right. mind to make it as good as it can be because it is something that has been important to them ever since they were little kids. Right. You know, I mean, the reason why. Gunn has so many weird villains in his stuff is because those are the villains that he loved as a child. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So give it a watch. It's on Disney Plus. Give it a watch. Definitely worth seeing. I uh, I watched Oppenheimer last night. Uh, you're still watching Oppenheimer uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Because um, it's 14 hours long. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it is four, almost four hours now. That's crazy. But I, I wasn't... I'm glad. I mean, I don't think I could have sat through it in a theater just because of oh, my really? gluteus minimus. It's hard right. for me to sit for too long because I don't have a butt. But uh, but I wasn't bored. I thought yeah. it was paced well. It's a little look. Christopher Nolan is very hit or miss for me. Mm. I love the Batman. I love one of the Batman movies, and I <laughs> like the uh, other two. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of Interstellar. I'm not a huge fan of. I, I, Inception, Interstellar. I liked them both. They're fine. Yeah. Um, did he do Tenet? 
He did. Yeah, I was not a fan of Tenet. Although but, uh, his best movie, Memento, was brilliant. Uh, that was the, that was the very. I saw that in the theater when it came out. Yeah, me too. Like it was so good. I I was. Uh, it's one of those. I every time I watch it, I feel like I'm watching it again for yeah. the first time. Yeah, very very clever, very very clever film. Uh, the Prestige, right? The Prestige. Uh, it is a it is a phenomenal movie, but that's also it's one of the better written movies of mm-hmm. his. Yeah. And it's not. I always like what he does, but he definitely seems like lately has become more miss than hit. This was a I, as a. Ah, biopics are extremely hit or miss for me. Yeah. Because I think the best ones are the ones that focus on a certain era of somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Good Night, Good Luck with Edward yeah. Murrow. Yeah. It was on, it was very focused on that one night or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because when you go, and, and, and this didn't go soup to nuts. This didn't go from birth to death. Yeah. It did have a chunk. And it was a bit of a long chunk. Yeah. But it the there was it was there's some superfluous things in there that I get were in there because they helped define his character or whatever, right, define right. him as a person. But the most interesting part was the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the psychological ramifications on these scientists about what they were creating. Right. And and just the thought of changing the entire world to the point where it can be destroyed. You have unleashed the destruction of the world right. upon the world. Right. And that, to me, was just fascinating. The visual representations of uh, of Oppenheimer, you know, thinking about all of the theories and the mathematics mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It got a little bit beautiful-mindy in yeah. some parts yeah. and, you know, that didn't need it. Killian Murphy was... Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the acting was very uneven because yeah. they had some actors that aren't as good as Killian Murphy, right? And it really stood out. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to name names because I I like these actors and other stuff. Sure. Um, it also seemed like there was a lot of stunt casting yeah. where people just yeah. like, ah, ah, there's a uh, Josh Peck. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Not a big fan of his, but, uh, uh, and, oh, there's Rami Malek in the background. And, oh, there, you know, it's like whoever visited on the set, it's like, throw him in a suit, right, give him right. some glasses. Uh, but it was, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a fantastic movie. I don't think it's the best movie of the year. Yeah. And I'm 100% in the minority of this. I know. But I really did not like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. Hmm. I thought he was uh, a cartoony supervillain at times. Yeah. Uh, and I thought the whole framing of the movie around him and, and, and him, you know, trying to destroy Oppenheimer, that was the weakest part of the movie for right. me. You right. know, I, I, I much was, uh, was much more engaged with the, the building of the bomb. I thought Matt Damon was great as the general. Right. Uh, Go watch Fat Man and Little Boy if you want to see. <laughs> uh, but no, Damon was playing the same role that uh, Paul Newman was playing in Fat Man and oh, Little nice, Boy. Nice. And uh, he did a really good – again, I love Matt Damon. I love him. But his performance was a little uneven in this. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't his best. Uh, there were moments that were great. But there were also moments that were kind of like uh, slapsticky or kind of yeah, like this yeah. – 
Well, where's this coming from? Kind well, of stuff. I it is. I have read some articles about this, and Christopher Nolan does not do give a lot of direction to his actors, and he does not write women well. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think Florence Pugh did a great job with what she had, but but her character was basically just a device. Yeah, she was yeah. just basically there to serve a purpose, and it didn't rise to her talent as a her, as an artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also think that Emily Blunt was kind of shortchanged too, as the suffering wife who's the alcoholic, and then mm. but is the tough woman that comes in at the end, and you know it just seemed a little melodramatic. There were just parts of it. I think you know if you look at a lot of Nolan's movies, he doesn't really do women very well, right? Right. Um, and that's you know everybody has their shortcomings. Yeah. But again, really great movie, but it just it's not my favorite movie of the year. I think. A lot of times seeing movies after all the hype and, yeah, and everything's yeah. passed, it usually doesn't live up to it. There's exceptions like the Barbie movie, yeah, yeah. which exceeded my expectations because <laughs> I didn't think, you know. But because of who's in it and because of who directed it and because of every, you know, I had very high expectations right, right. for Oppenheimer. I mean, it didn't, it didn't blow. It's not a bad movie by any yeah, stretch of yeah. the word. It was a great movie, one of the top of the year. But uneven and not his best work right well let's talk about video games yeah baby so Uh, what are you playing i have one mission left in ghost of tsushima (laughs) i haven't again i was gone for a while so i haven't been able to play as much uh but i've decided i'm just going to finish the story i i finished all the side quests and stuff and this is your second playthrough yes and it's because it's on the ps5 i I got the the director's coach ps5 and it's gorgeous i'm playing on a, a 4k tv now so it's it's pretty so pretty um but yeah i i'm almost done with that i did pick up uh actually last night i picked up a game that was suggested to me by newt uh phoebe's younger sibling uh called killer frequency oh which is set uh in a radio station in 1987 oh uh, where a killer is slowly making his way to the radio station uh, and you have to like solve puzzles and figure out why um, oh, it looks really cool. good. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but was I was it on sale. Yeah, it was like 15 bucks. Oh, um, but like half off, uh, but a good, like an indie game, but I'm, I'm excited to play it. Newt said it was great. Nice. So I'm excited to, to get into it. What's that called again? Killer frequency, killer frequency, but I will definitely talk about it in the next stepdad show because I will have finished it by then. Didn't you also pre-order Pacific drive? I did. It hasn't come out yet. That's been, that looks really interesting. Uh, yeah, the reviews have been really good for that. Um, yeah, that was a weird couple, like a month ago, yeah. like three weeks ago. I was just like, no, nah, like this just looks too cool. It like, does look cool. It I read a review where the person was like, sorry, Magnum Opus and the horse from uh, Red Dead Redemption. But I think I have a new favorite car <laughs> in video games, and it nice. was the station wagon. Uh, nice. Yeah, it looks really fun. Uh, very unique and, and a different yeah. kind of game. Yeah, all, but all those have been pretty good. I did I did play Roller Drum for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the free games yeah. available for the PlayStation right now um, on PS Plus, uh, and it was fine. But I, I just am not really in the place to be doing. Um, you know, the, the, that co-op or PvP, like that kind of stuff. Like, I'm just like, eh. You because can play that single player. 
The Rolodrum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it I think to a really story. But to re- I think to really play it, you, you need to be doing like a PvP. Okay. I mean, to really get it. But that's also like I uh, am really interested in Helldivers too. But I mean, right now they're having so many server issues yeah. that literally the CEO of the company came out saying. Everyone should just wait. <laughs> like, don't buy this right now. Like, wait. Uh, but it's been getting some great reviews. And it looks really super fun. fun. Like, it's yeah. uh, the, the one live service game that I did get into for a while was Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun when I played that with our friend Terry. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's playing those games with your friends is fun because there is PvE stuff. And there yeah. is, you know, yeah. you can do raids and things. And... Helldivers is all PvE. It looks kind of like a Starship Troopers type of bugs and robots type yeah, of thing. It yeah, looks, it looks fun. I mean, it looks great. It looks gorgeous. Got like a good I, sense of humor. I definitely, I'm sure at some point, I mean, it's only 40 bucks right now. I'm sure at some point it'll get, be cheaper. Sure. But uh, but it definitely seems like a very fun co-op game. Yeah, it looks yeah. really good. Graphics look really good. looks fun. Yeah. What have uh, you been playing? Well, I finally started playing Control. Yeah. Got through that. Got kind of, I don't know, there's still ton of stuff i mean i technically i guess finished the story yeah there's weird it's weird man stuff pops up everywhere but it was such a unique and fun game it really reminded me of the cane pixels kind of type of back room thing yeah. where yeah and uh and just a weird story with you know live action movies and yeah and uh Puppet shows and just like the oh weirdest God, stuff. The puppet shows are so weird. There's this great like maze that you go through, and this like music video that you watch. I mean, it's just like it was surprising. Every turn has some weird wacko yeah. thing yeah. that it, that just is so unique that I haven't seen in other games. Remedy games are are fantastic. Just killing it. Yeah. They they make they make the. Uh, Say Max Payne, but the Alan Wake games, uh, yeah, yeah, um, makes and, me really excited for Alan Wake too. Oh yeah, and and replaying, I don't even know if I finished the first Alan Wake, so I'm really excited to to play the. We got the free remake, yeah, the remaster, yeah. I'm excited to play that, but I really, it took me a little bit to get into Control, but when I finally got into oh, it, I couldn't stop. It was so just so much, much fun. fun. Oh my god, and so the powers fun. and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. just very unique. If you can pick up the the Entire ultimate edition, ultimate edition yeah. on PS5 for like nine bucks. Yeah, it goes on sale so, all the time. So worth it. If so you haven't it. played it, it is such a uniquely entertaining game. I am glad I finally brought you into the yes, fold. and I am too because it it's just I love quirky, weird stuff. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, and it's always fun to play something different. You know, because a lot of AAA games are very similar. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like uh, fetch quests and this, and they all have the same <laughs> damn thing. But uh, everything about this game seemed extremely unique. And, yeah, and I it's really enjoyed it. Such a pretty game. It's so so pretty. I also picked up on sale High on Life. Oh yeah, which is yeah. the Squanch Games. Right. Um, I think Justin Roiland. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. It wasn't very long. I'm playing the. Uh, I finished the main story. And now I'm playing the DLC, but I think I overwrote my save. So oh, no. I, I all the stuff I wanted to kind of do after oh, the story. No. I don't think I can do. But, I mean, hell, I could play through it again in like two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just got a lot of really quirky, fun humor. Yeah. It makes fun of video games, makes fun of itself. Yeah. you ha- It's basically you and a group of talking guns. <laughs> You're a bounty hunter. 
and you go after these bounties. You're fighting this this uh, drug cartel that uses humans as drugs. Right. And uh, it's just silly and fun. It's weird. You can like. There's a TV in your living room. Oh, you can yeah. sit down and watch full <laughs> movies like yeah. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. Or, uh, There's like five or six of them, apparently. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. think the DLC even has extra ones. There's uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, vampire hookers. Nice. Uh, uh, just uh, The Harvest is one. This is really bad movies. And then also, like, uh, if you ever watched Rick and Morty, if you've ever seen the episodes of, like, the the – the quantum TV shows. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 They have a bunch of. You know, I, I think there's like 30 hours. Oh, wow. Of uh, entertainment or something that most Jeez. people. And it's not like you can access it. Right. And watch it separately. It, you you just have to be whatever's, in game. <laughs> whatever's yeah. on the TV at the time. Wow. You know? That's crazy. Which is just really funny to me. And uh, I started playing the DLC, which is really fun. And it's there's just. If you want like a quirky, weird funny, you know, kind of subversive yeah, game. Yeah. It's not going to take a ton of your time. It's a, it's a decent platformer and a decent uh, first-person shooter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. You know, I think you pick it up for 20 bucks or something. Yeah, and, it's like, yeah I think it's 24 right now on and, sale. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and an extra couple of bucks for the DLC, and it's, it's definitely worth it. I had a blast, and nice. I will play through it again at some point. But, yeah, I totally recommend nice. it, especially if you're a fan of, like, the Solar Opposites or Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. You're really going to love it. And the thing, too, is if you find the talking guns annoying, you can adjust the frequency of how much they talk. Oh, so you can okay. take it to okay. talking a lot, not talking very much, to not talking at all. Okay. If you don't find that humor funny right. and you just want to kind of play through the game. That's cool. That's so cool. that was great. And then we just picked up uh, Dead Island 2 yeah. Um, yeah. on sale. And... Uh, I picked that up. It's fun. I mean, again, it's it's another kind of on the rails, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous looking game. Sometimes it's like you're right. standing in the middle of Los Angeles. It's oh my really... god! There was a point I was like, watched you play some of it, and I it, when I before I walked in, I thought you were watching a movie. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like what? Yeah, yeah. And it's fun, and it's got the quirky humor, and it's gory as hell. Yeah, uh, it's very simplistic. <laughs> you know, the combat's not going to yeah. win any awards. I loved the first game. I and which it, I actually again, played recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't played it when it first came out. And and I like. I think when it came out, a lot of people were very disappointed that it wasn't some giant open world Los Angeles. Yeah, but I'm enjoying because High on Life is the same way. It's not on rails. There's open areas like with High on Life, you go to different planets. To, right. You know, each mission is is a bounty and you fight people and, you know, same formula. And it's kind of like dead Island, same thing. You know, you, you go to the Bel Air hotel, which is something else, you know, to try to, to, to find the army. And then you end up fighting this giant bride (laughs) zombie, which is hilarious. Um, And it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm enjoying, I love giant sprawling 300 hour open world games. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think sometimes it's refreshing to play something like High on Life that you can finish in 20 hours, 15 hours. Right. Or like this game where, you know, if you want to get the collectibles, you can, but it's, yeah. not, you know, yeah. it's not that big a deal. And, and, and you can just kind of play through something 
And, right. Right. And just turn enjoy your bri- it. brain yeah, off, and there's yeah. not too many like crazy puzzles or whatever. So I, I definitely need that for the next game after Sushima because I there was a point where I, I was like, oh, there's not much left, and then there's a whole third act I totally forgot about. Yeah, it's, yes. it was like, oh, now I've got another twenty, thirty hours. It to is, play. it is a big game, yeah. and it's a great game, and that's yeah, that's something I want to replay. Again. But I definitely, I'm going to need something small that I can just buzz through. And I think be it'll be done. Dead Island too. I think yeah. it'll be that. I don't, it's not small, I don't think, but it's it's definitely. It's you do a couple of missions, yeah. Turn it off, you know. You I, know. I'm I'm probably going to jump into Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's there you go. My... Are you going to play the new permadeath? No. <laughs> No, it erases your save file. That's crazy. So that is nuts. Uh, the funny thing is, we totally both forgot that we have this game. <laughs> you gave Mirage. it to me for I did for Christmas, Christmas, and I forgot about. Totally it. forgot. But they have a new uh, mode, which is if you die or commit crimes or leave the boundaries of the, uh, the area, of the area, yeah. it's permadeath. And not only permadeath, but they erase your save. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. People love challenges. I think it's cool. I'm not one of those guys. Like, I don't play the Souls-like games. I'm not not looking for a two-hour battle with a boss to prove that I have some sort of... That you can do it. Yeah. Video games for me are just pure escapism. Yeah, I need them to be fun. And life is challenging enough, you know? (laughs) Not that I don't enjoy a challenge and I don't enjoy pushing my brain and stuff, but I'm more like with puzzles and that kind of thing. And and I don't shy away from a tough battle. There's some great battles in Richard 3. There's some, you know, Mm -hmm. really great stuff. But but stuff where it's like, you know, you got to block out an hour and a half to fight one dude. No. And if you die, you lose everything. No, and you got to no. start all yeah. over. I think, what, what did I play? There was something. Oh, oh, okay. I, I want to get, I want to just mention this really quick. I did play through the beta of Skull and Bones. Right. Which just came out, which is this pirate game that Ubisoft has been working on for about 57 years, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, since since the last pirate actually left, in, in 1619, yeah. in 16, 1619. 500 yeah. years. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it finally came out. And, you know, I was curious. I loved Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It's mm-hmm. my favorite Assassin's yeah. Creed game because it's yeah. the pirate stuff and, and the pirate and the ship battles and the, and the pirate stuff was, was amazing in that game. So, wow, a game of yeah. that sounds yeah. great. It's not. It's a live service game. Ugh. It's one of those games, too, that if you're, everybody's there because it's a live service game. You're not necessarily interacting with people, but they're just there enough to F with everything. Right, so, right. Like, if you have to get resources, well, somebody's already got them, so you have to wait for it to respawn. Yeah, yeah. And it's just thin, man. It's There's no ship. There's no person-to-person combat. It's just this really dumbed-down ship combat. Uh, when you board a ship, it's just a cutscene. Uh, there are times when you walk around, but it's just you know, you're just walking around I, buying stuff or talking. Just, it's just get Assassin's Creed Black Flag and play that. It's so much better. It's not a horrible game. There's, yeah. it's got some great graphics and it has some you know some fun stuff. But but I I I played for a while. I got up to like a, the second tier ship, mm-hmm. sunk. Lost all my stuff and was like, I'm done. I don't give yeah. I don't give yeah. an ass. And 
Yeah, I, even if it came down to like, it's one of those games, like, uh, like the Marvel live service game, uh, uh, the, the Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Where maybe if it, get, you know, when it finally gets down to like a dollar because nobody <laughs> wants to play it or buy it, you know, I'll buy it and play through the story because you know it's. Oh, there still, is a story. Kind of. Okay. Man. There's guys. Wow, that right there, I don't even don't think it's worth a dollar. There's there's guys that tell you what to do. You know, go get this, and then I'll build you a ship, or go find. You know, bring me so fetch quests. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's just it's thin, and you can tell that they tried to 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 fix the problems that people were bitching about. Like you know, well, they when it first was being made, there wasn't going to be any. Uh, like person, oh, just you know, third person. Ship. Yeah, it was all going to yeah. be ship stuff. And then people were like, ugh. So they just slapped on this really boring walking around, buying stuff, island so, crap. So stupid. You know, or you board a wreck and walk around and like, oh, there's that thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, and then there's some dude that runs right through you that grabs the same thing too. And, right, you know, right. because it's live service, people yeah. are all doing the same it's thing. Just, yeah. Which takes you completely out of it. Yeah, that I don't. I, I don't like live service games. So I would say, nay, skip it. Skip it. Skip the pirate. Skip it. Uh, I did play a couple of minutes of the of the um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Looks great. I haven't yeah. finished the other one, so I was like, "Why am I, I playing this?" That was another one I started playing, and I was like, "Nah, nah." I need to get through the first part. Yeah, I have tried to get through the first part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And I think once I get past that part, it'll be fun. But I've right. been stuck on this one battle, and it's the first big battle. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like, that's where I literally was this like, hard eh. for this, you know, that I'm, I'm out. I'm good. But, I'll, you know, I love Final Fantasy games, so I, I'll give it a shot. And, the, and they've really done an amazing job reimagining these yeah. games. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, you're a fan of the series. You're going to love And those. part two is a lot more. There's a lot more fun story and interesting stuff. Yeah. And then there'll be a part three. Right. Uh, to to round it all out, but you know, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, of course you're going to get that. Yeah. All right. I think it's it. Yeah. That's all we got. Uh, it was a fun month. Excited. Uh, definitely checks these things out. Yeah. Our 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 number one super duper pick of the month is Bottoms. Yeah. Check that out uh, for movies. I think our TV pick of the month is would probably be Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. Yeah. The new, definitely the new version. Um, and then for me, I would say. Uh, grab yourself high on life on sale. Yeah, and control. and control. If you've now played it, it's so cheap. Yeah. And then yeah, and control is a a dance game with yeah. a lot of yeah. content. And you, so good, you get all the DLCs and stuff for like nine bucks. Every so. time we talk about it, I want to start playing it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna try to finish it. I've got a yeah. bunch of different, yeah. different things to go. But uh, but there there you go. Thanks for listening to our first loves. Uh, uh, yeah. So for that, because February is our first loves. Next month we're gonna do our haterade. Haterade because you can't have love without hate, baby. Uh, yeah. We've we each have uh, two movies that we just absolutely despise. Now these are things that we hated when they came out. Now the for me yeah. it was Explorers. Yeah. And Clerks. I know I'm in the minority on Clerks. <laughs> I do. Explorers, I have not seen in 30-plus years. Clerks, I love Clerks, but I will see. Clerks? I've been watching it a long time. I, I'm, I, I See, now, when I told you before about being in your 20s yeah, and hating yeah. everything, 
you know, I was in the middle of, you know, my beginnings of an independent film guy, and I saw Clerks, and I was like, this is just really bad acting in a two-shot. Yeah. It's like the laziest movie ever. But I think watching it now with perspective, and also I am a fan of, of Kevin Smith. I like his yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love Dogma. Um, and... Uh, and dogma. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I find I, I, I think he's very charming. I think he's a fun, lazy filmmaker. I think he yeah. himself would probably describe himself that way. Yeah, yeah. He's a messy filmmaker, but that's yeah. kind of what makes him fun. And I love people that have, like Stephen King, that have their whole, everything is in its own universe. You know, right. Like Quentin Tarantino right. or him, everything kind of fits in that, in, 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 in the skewiverse. Yeah. Uh, but. So I'm I'm really curious to see that again. Yeah, I hated it yeah. so much. And then what did you? Uh, I number one is Highlander. I that can be only did one. not see that movie when it came out. I saw it about ten years ago, and I think it's the stupidest movie ever. I'm a Spaniard. It's so dumb. From Spain. Uh, and then uh, one of them that I actually really liked when it first came out in '86, uh, but then watched it again ten years later in college and realized how boring it was. Was the Transformers the movie? Nice. Uh, which I'm actually working on the script right now. That was uh, one of the reason I've been watching Plex stuff was because they have all of the original four seasons of the show. Oh, um, and then and, and the movie was to gap between season two and three. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> They're so Autobots. bad. Uh, Come get the Decepticon. It's just amazing. The whole everything was just about selling toys, and that was it. Autobots to the toy store. Uh, it'll be fun to talk about. That's the nice thing about it is that all four of these movies will be fun to talk about. Yeah, and let's see if we still hate this stuff. Yes. Or maybe we've grown our hearts like the Grinch yeah. three sizes. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to enjoy Clerks. Yeah. I'm still going to hate uh, Ex- Explorers. Was, yeah. The reason why I hate Explorers is because it's two-thirds of a fun movie. I know, and, I know. And the third it's, act is so despicable. That it, well, well, there's a reason for yeah, that. And you'll find out. You'll find next out week. next week. Literally next week. That's our first yeah. of our haterades. Anyway, have a great time. Get yourself some bottoms and uh, bibbity boop. What's his name? Sam Beckett. Oh, uh, um, oh my God. Uh, Derby Firstnid. Derby Firstnid. Scott Bakula. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, The Jeffersons, already in progress.